Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air and good afternoon, Ashwini. Hey, Michael. Hi. I have announcements here to start us off. Great. Bring your appetites to our Sangha Cooks Workshop next Sunday, November 12th, where we will gather to cook vegetarian dishes and process the joy of nourishing the body with good food. The workshop is by donation, and proceeds will support the vegetarian meals served daily in Cantaloma. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for tonight. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Ashwini, please press star six and then one to make a show. And a uh, conversation on one topic, please. And five minutes or so is great. I think we're ready here, Ashwini, unless you have something else you want to start us with. No. All right, here we go. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Um, hello? Can you hear me? Hello. Yes. Who is this? Oh, um, this is Andrea. Hey, Andrea. Hi. Um, wow. Uh, I saw the microphone, and it looked like I couldn't talk. So anyway, I'm surprised. I've had technical issues. But, um, well, we're yeah. glad you can talk now. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I, I, I guess what I'm seeing is I've been doing cue practice today. Um, I've, I had really wanted to get on earlier. Um, I felt like, well, I really feel like it was probably a lot of stories I was hearing with conditioning about different content and um, feeling like I needed to get on and talk about it and um, like the last week or the week before and I'm not feeling as identified now <laughs> that I actually uh -huh. have a chance to talk. So I'm seeing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's good, right? It's such, a, it's such an important thing to know that when you're identified, the impulse is to reach for, the, for support so that there is disidentification, but also to build that confidence that it, if the support isn't available, to be able to know that you have the tools to practice with it. Yes, yes, because um, I guess what I'm seeing as I'm talking to you is, you know, I can see the content that I wanted to talk about, and um, what I'm noticing is that if I think about it, you know, there, there, there can be this draw to get identified with it. But what I see is that um, I'm, 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 for some reason, whatever it is, grace, I don't know, um, I'm not having that compulsion as much. And it's a relief to not have to suffer with that. Yes. It's a relief not to suffer with it, and it's an interesting place, right, Andrea, because you can, in this environment, talk about your process, not talk about the content, and get facilitated. Because if I'm identified and I reach out for support, I'm facilitated to get disidentified through looking at my process. But if I'm already disidentified, it's a fabulous opportunity to be able to, to to be facilitated around your process. Yeah, that's really interesting. And just as you were saying that, I was seeing this belief that um, there's this belief that I can only call in when I need help, you know, when I'm identified. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we want to bust that identification, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, because... <laughs> That identification, basically what it stems from is this old, old story, which is that um, there's something fatally flawed with me that I don't measure up, especially to other people in the practice, that, you know, I've been doing this for so much longer and, you know, that 
you know, and so basically that belief supports that story. Yes, and interestingly enough, but, but, but you still call in for support, which is a good thing, right? It doesn't yeah. talk you out of reaching for support, despite the story being you're not good enough. It's funny, yeah, you know, it doesn't, but, you know, what I can see at this, just talking to you is, is um, you know, this kind of this victim mentality that, um, that I'm not, I, I, it's just, it's this process that I'm just not, um, you know, that there, there's something that other people have that I don't, and so, I can't really call in when I'm disidentified or when I'm seeing something, you know, is, you know, I think it's kind of, and I'm not sure I always believe that, but I think that that facilitates that story. Uh-huh. So it's the save me mentality. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. And uh, therefore I need assistance mm-hmm. and that other place, which is, I mean, it, basically listening to a conversation really just prevents you from, from being supported. It, it, it doesn't matter whether you're good enough or not good enough. I mean, that's what we do in practice. We call in and share our process, right? Yes. Yes. And so really, you know, I guess, I guess the best, well, I don't know. I don't know if best is the right word, but um, it's so interesting because what I'm seeing is that it is the pervasive conditioning that there's a right way to do this and that, for example, there's a right way for the mentor to come up and that the mentor has to look a certain way and that it's so freeing when I can drop that and just get back to what process is going on right now. Yes. Exactly. Drop all the, the conditioning around how practice should look and just do the practice, which basically drop, is dropping the conversation and then getting, on the, uh, getting on, the, on the show to participate. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's um, yes, I, I really dropping the conversation. I, I've been getting a lot of reinforcement by listening to all the shows and by recording it on my morning um, tape to listen, not my morning recording to listen to. <laughs> tape, yeah. I, I still say tape. But um, yeah, and, and one other interesting thing, what I noticed I was, um, when I was doing the process, the, um, I was doing the planning workshop on Sunday, and what I noticed is there was a lot of conditioning that, well, this isn't really helpful, um, you know, I'm struggling, with I don't feel like it, I don't want to, or I'm struggling with this, um, that it's just too much work and I can't do it all. And, the, the, and, and there were two big things, like struggling with resentment and struggling with um, not being able to get up early, as early as I want, and feeling like Lucy in the football. And I felt like, well, that's not really being, you know, what the, what the voices were telling me is, well, this isn't really being addressed and yada, yada. And I did, though, have one insight, which was to communicate um, in terms of the work, because what I noticed was that there's a lot of resentment and that um, if I can communicate about the work, then at least I'm communicating rather than, you know, simmering in the background with resentment. Uh Uh-huh. So there was a lot there, Andrea, and I'm not sure which part we should we should look at but it sounds like the same process right of what it it seems like it's the same process Mm. if you're in a workshop on compassionate scheduling the voices basically say i don't want to i can't right there's some resistance yeah i mean resistance whatever the flavor of it is seems to be that resistance or negation whenever that comes up we can just know that's that's what that's conditioning. I actually don't have to listen to any of the content in that process. I could just drop the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I could, I just thought, it was interesting because a lot of it came up um, and it was different conditioning than usual because 
Um, it was different than I, I maybe that's why I, I really that's why it got me because it was a different you know it seemed like different karma that I'm not used to. Uh huh. Yeah, but but what? But it's still asking you to quit something in practice because you don't feel like it. It's not being addressed. It's not helpful. All of the reasons why not to do something that supports you to be here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Whether it's getting on a support on a call and talking about something about your process or participating in something that assists you to see your process or see ego, that's what ego doesn't want you to do. And just to re-state re, uh, that, that clearly really, really helps us to get to the fact that there's nothing in the conversation that is ever helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just having to remind myself about that over yes. and over and over again. And And it's not just the conversation but the sensations and all the stuff that of you know the whole virtual reality conditioning experience in ego That's precisely right yes. yeah which which really is a clue right about how to talk about one's process right because when we start practice we we start talking about process from the content I'm resentful or I, I see resentment and and then when we disidentify at the level of practice that you're doing, you can just say there's a conversation about resentment that, or there's an identification around resentment. I can see that that's suffering, mm-hmm. and you don't. And that's one way not to get identified when you're looking at a conditioned mind because you're talking at about it as a process, not not as content. The mm-hmm. giant I- clue of how to disidentify. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I, what just dropped in is that um, when I, you know, I've been very, very good about being able to notice when I'm drifting off, when I'm, you know, listening to these shows, and then I'm like, oh, no, I missed this, and then I'm kind of pulled back. And you know what I just realized is the, the process of that is very analogous to being identified. Because, you know, like with meditation, you know, you're, you're kind of going off into, into something, and then, oh, no, I'm not here. And with identification, it to me it seems like it's the exact same process, but but it's magnified like ten times more. <laughs> yes, because the content is believable. Yeah, and the, and the sensations are believable. You know, and the, the sensations. Yes, yeah, the, the the whole enchilada package of identification. But you can use the same technique, right? So attention wanders in meditation and. I realize I'm at 15, I come back to one. Then when, I'm, when, I'm, when I catch myself on my process map, I can, I can disidentify by going, wait a second, that is the process of getting it right, which means that I need to get back here. Or that is the process of resentment. And, or that is a conversation, let me get back here. Yeah, yeah. Now I now I think I uh, I get on some a whole other level how, you know, when mm-hmm. you're talking about what sticky are you on the process map? It, it's like the, it's like um the advanced level of the of uh, yes. you're yes. wandering away and yes. coming back. <laughs> yes, because the advantage of having spent so many years in practice is that you've proce- you've probably got all of your process maps in 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 large detail. So you you can actually just disidentify from the process map by saying, oh, I'm on the process map. I'm on the map of suffering. Because you don't need to know which sticky you're on the map, which sticky in the map, or whether you're adding another sticky to the map. You can just say, oh, I'm in the conversation. I need to get back here. Right, right. No matter what aspect of it is, it is whether resentment or I've got to figure this out or this is really real. Exactly. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's the way of not believing it anymore, right? Believing in the sensations of the content or, or, or falling for, if I could work out how not to be resentful or to be a different person or good enough or whatever it is, if I, if I don't get drawn into the problem being presented by the conditioning, then I can disidentify. But if I get hooked into trying to determine how I should be better or different or change the situation, then 
the identification just gets uh, reinforced. Yeah, and the different contents in a way it's just it's just a kind of it's just a um, analogous to being drawn into the whole of figuring it out. You know, it's like trying to figure it That's out. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. I don't need to. Let me pause, stop, take a breath, turn my attention, redirect my attention, do whatever it takes. And one of my one of my favorite things recently has been uh, framing that redirective attention as how to make it work, rather than how not to make it work, which is the whole realm of conditioned mind. Mm. When you say how to make it work, is, uh, could you say a little more about that? So, so just simply that uh, this is not. Let's just take a, a simple example, and it may not fit the fit perfectly, right? So here I am in a workshop, and, and there is, oh, my God, they're not addressing this thing about uh, time or waking up early or whatever else. Mm -hmm. And so then we just wander off in a conversation about how this workshop isn't working. Right. But if I, if I change it to, this, to the other framework of, oh, Perhaps I'll put myself in the queue and ask the question so that the workshop can address it. Or I'm listening to this workshop offering me principles. How do I apply the principle that's being offered to the specific that conditioning is telling me is not being offered? So I'm looking for how to make it work, mm. not looking for how not to make it work. Mm. I, see, I see what because you're saying. Because not is a function of conditioned mind. It takes whatever is in life, puts a not in front of it, and then makes it not so, right? That's, that becomes the focus of my attention. Not good enough, not pretty enough, not practiced enough is how the self-hating part of it works. But mm -hmm. how life doesn't work for me is, is primarily because my focus is on how it doesn't work for me, ignoring all the ways that it does work. Or I can benefit from what's going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really helpful. That's really helpful. Um, and and I and actually I had put myself in the queue, but um, I wasn't called on. But I can even make it work then. You know, instead of going into oh they're not calling on me, what what I'm asking is not being addressed. I can I can that's make right. it some other way, right? That's right. And how, so how can it be addressed? Because as a longtime practitioner, there's nothing we say in a workshop that you can't use or a tool that you can't pull out of the tool bag to, or have a conversation with the mentor about it for the information to be available to you, which also addresses that core process that you're talking about, which is feeling like a victim. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Absolutely true. I can't do it. I, doesn't, I can't do anything, but that doesn't mean that the information that I need, the support that I need, the assistance that I need is not always available to me if I'm looking for it. But and, in the morning show this morning, it can come through a television set, it can come through the guide, it can come through listening to a show, it can come through in any way if I'm looking for it, right? I'm here ready to receive it. But I'm in the orientation of always knowing I'm supported rather than being in that negation of I'm a victim. Yeah, and it's so funny because when we did the exercise in the workshop on Sunday about, um, you know, having that conversation with the mentor, that's when it all dropped away. And, and I, there was a gem in there. So, yes, that's what yes. wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. That's the experience, right? Because when yeah. I do say, ask and you should receive, every time I ask, I will receive. And if I don't receive, I need to look at, oh, what is, what is it that I don't see? Rather than, oh, my God, I don't see it. I don't, what's wrong with me, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Gosh, oh. Thanks, Andrea. Thanks for joining us, Andrea. And Andrea, I cannot mute you, so if you could mute yourself or call back in, that would be great. 
And Ashwini, we're going to break here for good news updates, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. And Jen, I'm going to turn it over to you for a good news update. All right. Thanks, Michael. And I'm pleased to be joined by Vanessa, who is here to speak with us about her experience of participating in the recent workshop on the Clarion Call to Pleasure. Welcome, Vanessa. Hi, Jen. Hey, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. So, um, fabulous email class on sexuality. And the last assignment was the invitation to each of us in Sangha was to create a recording, a clarion that would be a clarion call to remind us that presence is, that being here in the present moment is pleasure. That is the, the same process. And so we had a chance to practice with that. And then about a month later, we all came together and got to process what we were seeing about using that clarion call. So perhaps you could tell us a little bit about your experience of that process. Yeah, so um, so my, um, my clarion call was, um, we are here to enjoy this incarnation. And um, one of the ways that I practiced with it was to start every recording with that. Like whatever recording I was making, that was the first thing to say. And um, That's that, a brilliant tool right there. Yeah. It really is, right? Because you're not going to not record about it. I mean, we, those of us who are really steeped in this, we record all kinds of things all day, every day. But that's a brilliant tip right there that when you're focused on something in particular, you can start every single recording with that reminder. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and um, and it will, um, and it would drop in, you know, that, because it was a, I remember distinctly like many years ago having ha- having it drop in like, we are here to enjoy this incarnation. Like there's really nothing else going on here this is it but then you know years go by completely yeah i guess i can't say completely forgotten but forgotten and then there yeah. was this um well yeah this this workshop the clarion call the thing about pleasure and it was just mm-hmm. um right there and the encouragement mm-hmm. to just remember to recall mm-hmm. that like over and over mm-hmm. again in any situation um, and how I guess my experience is, with it is and I was practicing with it a lot today because I knew I was going to be on this call and my mind and all the things that I've seen about it and everything blank there was nothing <laughs> and so, Okay, we are here to enjoy this incarnation. Can I enjoy this experience? Can I? Can I? And in fact, yes, I can. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Yeah, that is so everything right right there, isn't it, completely? Because what I project you're describing is that the only way the voices can take a profound experience like that away from us, I mean, essentially, the only way the voices can take our life away from us is to take a process and make it content, mm-hmm. which is essentially to have a conversation with us in conditioned mind. So you know, so you're having this, you know, beautiful, expansive experience with the clearing call, practicing with it, and then you're asked to speak about it, which I am, I'm going to project the immediate thing was just a present moment. Yes, right? Oh, right. of course. And then in comes the conditioning tries to get you in a conversation. Well, I mean, but what have you been seeing really about it? I mean, what and how would you say? And, and there's just this big blank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so instead of going into the conversation, you go to the very process that you've been practicing, which is, okay, great. We're here to enjoy this incarnation. Can I enjoy this experience? And it sounds like the answer was yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's something that I feel like, too, around... Mm, mm, around that, like we are here to enjoy. It's it's like a it's like a portal, right? So you yeah. get, or I get there, I open, and then it's open, and then mm. and then there's just this big opening to see 
whatever, hmm. like, or to yeah. receive, like, all the things that everybody's doing, kind of like, um, yeah, just receive, just receive all yeah. the different things. So it, it, Which, go ahead. I was just going to say that's a perfect articulation of what I think the whole assignment was about. Because what you're pointing at is what that clarion call is doing is it's, it's bringing you to the present moment. And the present moment is the portal to all that is. And mm-hmm. when we're here, it is pleasure. I mean, mm-hmm. really, not in the conditional sense, not in that I'm getting what I want and I like all of it right. and it's all, right? But in that sense, uh, because there's that experience of you draw a blank and it's like, oh gosh, I mean, I'm going to be live on the radio show having this interview today, right? <laughs> the voices could easily make that into a, that's not a good experience. That's not a pleasant experience. That's not an experience I want to have. But when you come back to presence with it, it's a lovely experience to have. Any experience is an okay experience to have. And yeah. that's it. That is the portal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, any experience is a lovely experience to have, like, how amazing that I could even, that there could be this experience, and, like, I'm just sitting there watching this thing sort of roll away, like, what? (laughs) How amazing is that? How amazing is that? Yeah. Well, and that seems like a big piece of it, isn't it? That it puts you back in a position to watch it just roll away mm-hmm. instead of basically to be rolled away with it. Right. Which is what happens, right? When we, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Yeah, there it is, right? <laughs> there I mean, it that's, is. That's really it. That really is it. And, you know, the other piece of it that I would throw in, Vanessa, and I feel like this very conversation that we're having is an experience of it, at least for me, that you have a call, I mean, any of the calls, right? But, you know, open air, but we he- we're on that workshop call and we get to hear experiences like you're describing and each of us in- is invited by everyone else's experience to go to that experience ourselves, mm-hmm. to be reminded mm-hmm. of, to recollect it. That was the other piece that was so beautiful in what yeah. you were saying is mm-hmm. years ago, it occurred to you, probably in a flash of insight, wow. I think it's just about being here, enjoying this incarnation, which which the guide talks about all the time on some level, right, that we're mm-hmm. reminded of in so many different ways over and over. So that's really clear to you. And then it can feel like I completely forgot that. But as you say, obviously not, because then you have this, this workshop, this um, assignment, and in it comes again for whatever reason, right, and you're completely ready for it. And it, and it goes in at a much deeper level. And so we just mm-hmm. we get that experience. I mean, there's yeah. the ever-expanding phase, right? <laughs> yeah. We're just so led in that way. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was another piece of it that, um, right, well, one, that really deepening. Like, it feels so much mm-hmm. deeper. And I mm-hmm. feel like I've been, I've been in this workshop pretty much all year around... Um, just around, let's see, pleasure and engagement and motivation and all this stuff. And then here was this sexuality workshop, which I was like, hmm, okay. And then at the end was this perfect thing, you know, it just, just, just like everything. And then, yeah, it just feels like everything is building on everything else and it's all just yes. for me. Like it's just perfectly exactly what exactly. I need and yes. I know yes. that yeah. 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 And it is. It's perfectly exactly for Vanessa. It's perfectly exactly for each of us. Yeah. That we have exactly the experience we're ready to have to deepen it in the way that it's ready to be deepened. I mean, it's extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is extraordinary because it is. It's right where, where we have because the you know the guy probably might have said that every day since I joined here, and I didn't maybe really even hear it, and then then I did, you know. Yeah, so, and you did. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Well, and thank you, Vanessa, for being with us today to talk about it. Um, you're so welcome. It was a pleasure.
Really appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Well, go happy. I know you will. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Cash right. Take care. Cash Bye-bye. And, Michael, we'll turn it back over to you and Ashwini. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Vanessa. And welcome back to Open Air. And, Ashwini, I love that idea that we are here to enjoy this incarnation. So simple, beautiful. Well, and not just the idea, right, Michael? (laughs) 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 We can can enjoy being here, (laughs) yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Bring it into into reality. Perfect. Yes, exactly. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, June. Hi. Hey, June. Um, well, gosh, uh, you got this. Um, uh, I look a lot. And um, I'm, uh, let's see. It, uh, it's something people talk to somebody on that very call, whatever, do, <laughs> which is uh, trying to get to sleep at night. And, um, and the voices just won't won't relent. And uh, and uh, I have gone in and out of um, getting into a contest with those voices. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm in a contest lately. June, June, you're, I don't know, Michael, uh, Michael, maybe you can corroborate if it's me or if it's June, but you're going in and out for me. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I hear a little bit of that also. Uh, hold on one second. Is this better? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, something I, something I remembered earlier today was that many years ago, uh, there was, uh, I think, a four-day workshop or retreat at the monastery, and Sherry was reading it, and if memory serves, the day before the retreat, she came down with the flu, the full-blown flu, not just a cold. And you know, it was chills and fever and the whole nine yards. And she guided that retreat with the flu, and she stayed away from people. You know, she she kept her distance, and she didn't talk about it. She didn't say anything about being ill. And um, I I have looked at that so many times, um, and and I think what was what I think what. The place she was in was she was not identified as the body. Uh huh. So I think I'm seeing the connection to both those. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the ability to draw on the intelligence that animates as what what as what we are allows us to tap an infinite resource when one aspect of our ourselves, which is the body, is not feeling well. 
And so the if I'm connecting or the dots to actually your say that again, Jer? Or won't go to sleep. Or won't go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and that's an interesting uh, way to look at it, right, June? Because what you just said is it doesn't have to be, so it doesn't have to be a contest, and the voices are relentless, and you've gone, you've sort of had a relationship that's a back and forth with, with, with the how you feel about that, right? And so to get to this place where, well, the voices won't relent, and because the voices won't relent, I won't, you know, I'm not able to sleep. And if there's nothing wrong with that, that's yeah. one level of, uh, of well-being. Okay, so, the, so they won't relent and I don't sleep, that's okay. And yet, if that's a spiritual opportunity to support an identification with something that you really authentically are, then it's actually a great benefit, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so what I what I practice, you know, it's I um, it's not a an all the time kind of thing. I just go through periods of time where falling asleep is difficult. Um, and uh, what I've learned to do is meditate, you know, uh, uh, attention on awareness, awareness of awareness, and, um, and that's wonderful. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, I the I start to get drowsy, start to fall asleep, and the voices wake me up again. Mm-hmm. And it's at that point, and it's a cycle, and it that's where I tend to kind of lose it. I, I have a hard time staying in. Um, in any kind of place of equanimity with it. Mm-hmm. Well, we could say yet, right, June? Yet. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you have been working on this for a really long time, which it sounds like you have been, then what you've watched is your relationship to it changes, right? From let's fix this problem, let me figure out all the ways I, I can put myself to sleep, let me try all of those different ways, where it becomes solving the problem, thinking of it as a problem, solving the problem, feeling successful or unsuccessful around the latest thing that you're doing in order to solve the problem, to this place of growing equanimity that it's not a problem, it's not a contest, it's not something that I'm looking to get over, but I've been practicing with it and it's become an opportunity for me to to have attention on awareness and 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 basically go to higher dimensions of identification with being than I was than I, I ever thought possible. Yeah. Because lying there yeah. awake at night in order to stay here when the voices are relentless is a great opportunity for meditation. I mean, we could barely get ourselves to sit for thirty minutes on the cushion, but now you're a captive audience to intimacy with existence. Yes. <laughs> right? Oh, and then what we like that, Ashwini. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> exactly. And so then then when in those places where that becomes less available, right? When the when the the voices kick up and draw us into the identification, we just relax into knowing that our relationship to that will also change with the sincerity of our practice. It has to because it always has. Yeah, yes. You know, as as, as we're talking, uh, I I think it's and, you know over the over the years it's changed. Yes. Uh, yeah. I forget to remember how 
miserable when this first started happening mm-hmm. quite a few years ago. Uh, I, it was utterly miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, in every way possible. And it's, I don't know, maybe some piece of it is that it's now simply familiar. But another piece of it is I had practiced with it for so long. Oh. Yeah, I forgot. I didn't catch the first piece. One piece of it is what, John? The second piece is that uh, you practiced for it for so long. What was the first piece? That it's familiar. It's familiar. Yeah. Thank God, actually, that it's familiar. Just imagine if you have to practice with something new. It's harder yeah. to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't know this, but, I mean, we say this a lot, especially if... Uh, we're going for enlightenment, right, <laughs> June? That we're, I mean, Sherry says it all the time. We want to see everything that we, we have to see before it's over. And so that the remembering, also the recollection that in order to be face-to-face with the unconditional, all conditions have to drop. So this too has to, has to be surrendered. This too has to be surrendered. And even if it feels awful, in the moment, our experience tells us that that is the only way true. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and it comes down to as simple as well-being cannot be dependent upon circumstance. That's right. And it doesn't, as you say, have to be a contest. It's not like you have to gut it through or any of those things. You could bring a tremendous level of love and compassion to the person who is being subject to the relentless voices. And whatever supports her, whatever tool, attention on awareness or recording or getting up and doing a jig or whatever it is, right? There is the willingness to, to reach for the unconditional in a moment where the conditional is attempting to assert itself. Yeah. Reach for the unconditional in the moment when the conditional is attempting to assert itself. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> because that's what you are doing in attempting to redirect the attention. It just doesn't feel like it from within this, the conditioned orientation, right? Yeah, it feels like I'm trying to get away from yeah. uh, not being able to go to sleep. That's right. It feels like I'm misusing meditation as a way to get what I want which is to go to sleep. Yes. And that is and, the ego, that is the karmic narrative. Yeah. But your, your practice over yeah. the years can reframe that to, wait a second, no, I'm practicing attention on awareness at every opportunity I can possibly get. Sometimes I feel unsuccessful at it, within quotes, sometimes I don't. But that doesn't mean that the process I'm in is not practicing attention on awareness, a sincere, devoted um, focus on that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, June. Thanks for joining us, June. And uh, some great practice principles in there, Shwini. Really valuable to see the principles uh, sort of above the content and separate from the content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Emily from Seattle. Hey, Emily. Hey, Emily. Hi. Um, well, I've, uh, as I was listening, I... I was feeling things shift a little bit from 
what I think was um, just some deep identification. Um, and I think what happened was um, since my wife and sister were kind of stable and doing okay, I, I think I maybe I got surprised like I maybe like went to sleep a little bit and then um, you know a couple things popped up that were worrisome and then I just feel really overwhelmed by got really overwhelmed by negativity and fear Uh huh. Uh huh. So there was a there was a period of time where where things were going okay, and you noticed that that might have been sort of um, a less maybe vigilant time for you paying attention. Maybe. I think the word you use is you might have gone to sleep, and and I'm glad you used the word maybe. Maybe maybe not. That certainly seems to be what you're being told, right? And now. Mm-hmm which is the more important place, right? So there is a sense of overwhelm. And so it only, mm-hmm. it only matters that now, now is the only time that matters. It doesn't matter what was there before, right? Because that's just piling on suffering to something that mm-hmm. is already a hard, a hard thing for you to be looking or working with right now. Yeah. Yeah, but I, suddenly I feel like I don't know how to practice with this. I forgot how to practice with this. And then voices of like I mean this is horrible this is this is I'm I'm waiting for my sister gets um, a biopsy next week and so I she's afraid and she has some symptoms and and I'm just in this place of like okay well I, I can't feel okay until I, I want a certain outcome and I won't I'm just going to sit here in tension until mm-hmm. I can relax uh-huh and and Emily just in that so yes there's some waiting and waiting can simply be excruciating or waiting can be can be waiting I mean you you can acknowledge that there is a certain level of anticipation that's happening, but we don't have to put it together with the suffering associated to that, right? Because you can absolutely understand what it's like to be a human being whose loved one is is waiting for a a test result which could determine uh, something crucial to her life. Mm-hmm. And we can have complete compassion and acceptance that that's a very, very difficult process. And mm-hmm. in waiting times, the voices will do anything that they can make, that they can do to make that waiting at, at a horrible uh, period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think the voices have just got a hold of it. And so yeah. how are you with your sister, Emily? How, what do you mean? I mean, how are you with your sister's fear? Um, I, it's hard for me when I'm away. Like, when I'm there, I'm, it's just hard because I don't talk to her that often. And so there's a lot just in my imagination and, um, uh-huh. Well, my, my question was more, if you are talking to her, how are you with your sister? Um, I don't quite know what you mean by that. I'm, I mean, do you, when, when she calls you and says she's afraid, what do you say? Well, I don't think she really, she doesn't. I don't feel like I'm her first person that she'll, I mean, she'll express that to me, but I'm, 
I'm, Let me ask I'm you the so question supportive. I'm, I'm just, yes. I will reassure her. I will just yes. say whatever I can. Like, I will, I will rise to the occasion. I will just go there for her to reassure her. And just, yes. So you do know how to practice. That's what you mean. Exactly. Yeah, you do know I how to practice. Right? Because it arises for you, for her. And the person who is really afraid now is Emily. She feels overwhelmed. She's scared. She's fearful for her sister. She can't stand it. If that was your sister, you would absolutely know what to say. And I project that you could find one or two recordings in your vast storehouse of recordings where you said it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, right. There's like, there's like, I can do it. I know I can do it. Yeah. I just like, I don't know. It's like I went to sleep and like my mind's all fuzzy and I. Which is okay because you can say that to her. It's all right that you went to sleep and your mind's all fuzzy. I'm here for you, right? We'll we'll get through this together, and the the, the clarity of that connection and that love will will be reestablished. We haven't lost anything. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I need to get back there. Mm -hmm. And I think you've already made a giant leap. You said the shift is already happening as you're listening to the call. And in this conversation, because you reached out for support, there's a way in which you're allowing yourself to be facilitated through a practice process, right? And the I should get back there is not a should. It's just simply, I know how to do that. I just have to pick up the recorder and start that process of reassuring. And it'll come back like riding a bicycle, right? You never forget how to ride a bike. Yeah. Yeah. What it is. I forgot that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Everything Thank you. you know is a hard time. It's okay. I'm here with you. I'm. When we know how we how we how to get through this. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Emily. Thanks for joining us, Emily. And Ashwin, we have another caller here. Okay. Next caller. You are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi there. It's Anne from um, Manhattan, New York. Hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. Hi. I am just really um, feeling the conversation you just were having. Um, I'm very touched. Um, about the whole process of um, support. Mm-hmm. Um, and how the kindness of um, the kindness of the practice that we have of, of the record and listening, where you can always be there for yourself, like somewhere in the recordings or something that is there for you that you you know it's it's your light and it's there for you, and sometimes we get lost from it. Mm-hmm. And um, we always come back to practice, and I'm just so grateful um, for this. So um, mm-hmm. I had some, my, I had some con, I mean, some practice, some other practice question, but that doesn't seem relevant right now. So I want to stay with this. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, we've been having that conversation uh, all week, uh, the last mm. two weeks, right? It's the ever expanding fate. Mhm. Mhm. We set out because we're prompted by that love. Yeah. And then that that love that is our light, as you said, and then mm-hmm. we find a way to access it, and then we practice it, and we ac- we access it, and we realize how to keep accessing it, right? That despite yeah. that movement away <laughs> from it, our faith is we know it is there. We know it's there, and we know how to get there. And if we <laughs> use the way, we will. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so stupendously huge. 
Right? That's, a, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's two words that are not necessary together, right? It's just stupendous. It really is. It's yeah. a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really. Um, I guess the the what I was looking at was I, I know the answer is I feel like I'm not being seen by the person and so I know what the answer is but um, mm. what is the answer Anne? I'm the answer the answer well yeah um, I, I I'm not feeling seen by the person, and then I get defensive, and then I'm not seeing me because I'm defending some content. Uh-huh. Yes. So you recognize the process, right? Mm-hmm. You recognize the the karmic process that makes it about the other person that your, mm-hmm. your well-being is conditional on being seen by the other person. There's a projection, which may or may not be true, that you're not being seen by the person, and then you're made to suffer. That's the entire program. And so you mm-hmm. caught on to the fact that, oh, it's the program. And mm-hmm. so if, I re- if, the person, if, the, if you need to be seen, you can pick up the recorder and say, oh, I, I, I can, I, what is it that you want to be acknowledged for? I'm here to acknowledge it. And just even in the process of picking up the recorder and talking about, the, about what's going mm. on for you that you're not being seen, there's such a scene because that's what's being acknowledged, right? Um, I, uh, exactly, exactly so, except what I realized in that moment was it's the other person is feeling not being seen by me because uh-huh. I've shut them down because mm-hmm. I felt they're not hearing what I'm saying. Got it. So yeah. we're saying the same thing to each other. In con- mm-hmm. oh, uh, mm, I also was hearing how you were re- reflecting back, which I have lost that practice, and I, I want to start again, but I can start right now with myself <laughs> in, in the fact that... Mm, I can project back what the person is saying to me. So, mm. well, let's not. Uh, now I'm getting. I'm, I'm I know, lost, no, right? no, I'm and so, but let me just keep on tracking. But <laughs> what you what you noticed is the other person is saying that they're not feeling seen because because of you getting identified and shutting them out because you you felt like they're not. <laughs> You're yeah, you. exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so yeah. when you laugh like that, it's absurd, right? Both of us are locked in our each own little universe of egocentricity in in absolute misery, and the authenticity that can connect is what's not being attended to. Yeah, and I have no yeah. influence over what the other person's experience is, but I can absolutely get back to being being here not Mm -hmm. listening to ego, not being identified, and being open. And when I'm open, I could say something like, oh, I'm so sorry you don't feel heard. I'm here now. Would you mind Mm -hmm. saying what you said again so I can actually be here to hear you? Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah, and because that's not available. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. You, you, I get defensive because you give me information that I'm not the way you want me to be, rather than, and then, and then I'm told that that's it. Now we both have to sit in our little corners and be miserable. Not <laughs> oh, I come to and realize, oh my God, I was identified. Oh, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. I, I'm now open and, and available. Please say that mm-hmm. again. Please say that again. Mm-hmm. Let's have this conversation again. Let's let's have a redo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Gesho. This is um, right. I'm so I'm just so grateful for. I I don't even know how many years it's been, but it's I'm it's the best um, practice there is. So. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Ashwini. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Sangha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Go happy. Go happy. Yes. Go happy. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Anne. And uh, I love this practice too, Ashwini. It's a fabulous practice. I love it to bits. Oh my gosh. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes, it is. Fabulous yes, it is. practice. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, thank you for being here, Michael. The- My pleasure. Thank you, Ashwini. And thank you, everyone. And go happy. Go happy.